Hello everyone, this is the pilot episode of a new podcast that we're calling Audio Bookish. The purpose of the podcast basically is to talk about audiobooks and just share our enjoyment of this storytelling format. My name is Fahed. You might have heard me from other such podcasts as Inconstant and See Through Panel. And my co-host for this podcast is Poppy Knight. Poppy, would you like to just give a brief intro to our listeners, to yourself? Hiya, yeah. Um, I'm Poppy and this is my first podcast, so you won't know me from uh, from any podcast before, but I'm excited about it. It should be good. Um, I'm another publishing hopeful, uh, hoping to break into the industry and love audiobooks as well as other formats, but definitely do love audiobooks. So that's me. Okay. And what we're planning on doing today is just talk about five audiobooks that we've really enjoyed so do you want to do you want to go first poppy or do, do you want me to I give my be, um, yeah yeah um, yes if you can go first yeah sure so i've kind of i mean it's always difficult to pick favorites isn't it but um i've gone with three that are kind of all-time favorites and then two that maybe aren't necessarily favorites favorites but they're two that i've listened to recently and really enjoyed so um so yes my top one would have to be The Boy Who Could Fly, which is written by Sally Gardner um, and read by Andrew Sachs. And this is definitely one of the ones that got me into audiobooks. So I used to listen to it before I went to sleep at night. It's a children's book, um, so I have no idea how old I was, but pretty young. Probably too young that I couldn't have read the print version anyway. So yes, I used to listen before going to bed, uh, listened in the car. I can put myself exactly like where we were, what I could see out the windows, the the time when we actually finished it because obviously I'd keep falling asleep before it ended um, and that that final scene every time I hear that it puts me right back in the car with my mum um, and where we were heading to and stuff like that it's a really lovely book it's part of a, a series called Magical Children and basically the main character in it is granted a wish by a fat fairy um, that comes to his door when he's having a really miserable birthday really ill uh, in bed and there's this fat fairy and he doesn't really believe what's going on he's just like you know okay whatever um, and then it turns out he ends up being able to fly and it really helps him and his whole family and it's a it's a really lovely story and beautifully beautifully read by Andrew Sachs. So I you know I had sort of a similar problem to kind of it's always difficult choosing favourites so I think most of the books that I've I've listed may might not be my all time favourites, but mm. maybe the favourite ones that I've listened to this year. So um my first one is and it's in no it's in no particular order. It's um yeah. Dadland by Keggy Carew. It's beautifully narrated by um Keggy, Pippa Harwood, Robert Bathurst, Tom Golding and Dermot Crowley. It's kind of one of the best books I've, I've ever listened to. It's a biography of Keggy's dad, Tom Carew, who's this kind of maverick mercurial figure. He's a, um, he's a secret agent and he's kind of this, you know, he's a sort of like social misfit. So he doesn't really, he can't really function in like normal jobs. So that's why he became this spy. And it's just the, it's a biography of kind of the missions that he, he went on and kind of the really tumultuous and kind of difficult family dynamics caused by his personality and kind of the difficulty that um 
sort of Keggy also had with her mother. It's kind of beautifully written and the narration is kind of, you know, sometimes when you're listening to something, it's kind of got this almost fluid, smooth mm. quality. And there's some really quite difficult stuff that's covered in the book, but it's, you know, there's so, so much warmth yeah. underlying kind of the narration. It kind of makes it more palatable, but it's a, it's a really interesting read. Um, and yeah, I, I, I really, I really enjoyed it quite a lot. Wow. Yeah. That does sound really interesting. So uh, what's what's the what's the next one on your list? So the next one on my list, I picked because again it's another another childhood favorite, but I picked it because of its very specific audio nature. So it's "You're a Bad Man, Mister Gum" by Andy Stanton, and he reads it on the audio. And the thing that's so brilliant about it is that the things that are specific to the visual and physical nature of the paperback they then change for the audio so there's a part where it goes like but and as you can hear it's a big but because he shouts it where obviously like in the paperback it's kind of this illustration of this big capital letters and but which is great um and then there's this bit about there being blank pages at the end, but in the audio, it's uh, there's loads of blank space on this CD. And I just, I really, really love that because I could totally see how some grumpy person would go, oh no, this isn't going to work for audio because there's too much visual stuff in it and just leave it at that. And yet they've converted it and made it just a standalone. It's about the audio. It's about this. It's not just like a red version of a book. It is an audio CD story, um, which I just think is is fabulous. I love it so much, and it gives so much ideas for for other things, you know, for other kids' books that are really visual. How you can make those audio would be great. So yeah, but it's also just really funny. Um, some people might find it a bit too daft, you know, the kind of discussion of does random equal funny? Um, <laughs> I think it does throw yeah. the line on that, but um, I definitely think it does. And again, with audio, the sound effects they add in there are brilliant just like perfectly well timed for the comedy and stuff so it is it is it is fabulous um yeah and I, I love the audio so much that I actually only very recently bought the physical copy and partly just to check that I was right about those kind of those things with the visual stuff and things like that so because I had the rest of the series in paperback for some reason I don't know why and hadn't had those in audio I guess we didn't realize that they were out so I need to definitely get those in audio because yes, that is one of my absolute favourite audio books. That's I think it's quite an interesting point you you make there about um, how there's a, a lot of space and scope for kind of adaptation in, yeah. in audio and kind of you know how you translate words on the page into into sounds and yeah, kind of the different um, different effects that you can kind of have there and maybe sort of you know, where the line is between audio book reading and um audio play and kind of you know yeah how how much how much you can kind of put in different acoustic elements before it becomes something else so that's that that sounds like quite um quite an interesting adaptation of a yeah book. yeah definitely and i feel like that's something we're probably going to come up with again later on in this in this podcast of different episodes and stuff how they change it because yeah you're never going to get a you can never translate something that's on the page to making it audio and it not have kind of someone's interpretation in it or, you know, the way that they say a certain line or things like that. So yeah. 
and at every stage there's always a how far on the spectrum between trying to be just replicating this to we're adapting it are you going to be and obviously some books will be suited on different bits of that spectrum yeah there's there's a audible um adaptation of the sandman which is a really famous kind of seminal really important graphic graphic novel that i've heard wonderful things about some kind of and that's basically it's a visual it's a visual story telling so it's going to be quite interesting to kind of see how they've actually managed to do that because they've you know wolverine's got a podcast out and that's i say wolverine there's a a podcast about wolverine yeah (laughs) (laughs) him himself sat down (laughs) difficult controlling all the technology with those claws but makes it yeah but you know they you know specifically wrote those stories for mm-hmm. for audio rather than trying to adapt something from the so yes i think that's something that i think we'll cover quite a bit um yeah so my next one is the icarus deception by seth godin narrated by seth godin and this is a so i, I quite like reading self-help and mm. um self-help books kind of self-improvement Mm-hmm. books and this is a seth Gordon. he's a basically he's a marketing genius he's kind of one of these guys that um business people go to to understand how better to market their goods he's one of the brain tells about kind of having transparency in in your marketing and, and and your data and how important um storytelling is so he's very much against um random ads and stuff like that so he's a really interesting guy and basically the the message of the of the book it's about how in modern society we've only remembered half of the the, the, the icarus myth so when we told the story of icarus we only repeat the part that says don't fly too close to the sun yeah um, otherwise you're you're the wax will melt but there's another warning in the story which is don't fly too low because you know the wind currents won't reach like the, under the sea waves and you'll sink and you'll die so it's kind of by only focusing on the first part we've kind of convinced ourselves as a so the are one of the arguments he makes is we've convinced ourselves as a society not to be ambitious not to take mm-hmm. risks not to reach for the for the goals that we really want to achieve mm-hmm. um where that's not what the story is about the story is about don't aim too high but also don't aim too low try and find the middle path yeah to to kind of like get to the journey that you want want to do that and that's going to involve taking taking some risks and avoiding some others and Seth does it just it's a it's a book that really spoke to me at the mm-hmm. time that I was um listening to it it's something I needed at the time is uh, one of my lockdown listens so it kind of yeah it kind of it really um really touched me and Seth's uh, a fantastic narrator as well mm-hmm. yeah that is that is really interesting point and very good point. And I feel like we can both identify with that very much at the moment with, you know, trying to get into publishing. Yeah. And, you know, you've, you've got to be ambitious and go, you know what, well, actually, I do deserve this role that I'm applying for. And, you know, I, I could get it. It could happen, even though, you know, you've also got to be realistic about, you know, making sure you've planned for if you don't get it and <laughs> things yes, like that. Exactly. Yeah, um, yeah. So, yeah, no. And did you find that kind of being told it in audio was how did that compare to if you'd have read it do you reckon um so i think i i think 
one of the thing, one of the reasons why I really enjoyed the book is that Seth's a really persuasive person to 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 listen to, and if if I was reading the words on the page, I'm not too sure my internal narrator that you know you know the bloke that lives inside well one of the blokes that lives inside my head would have been um as convincing mm. or as as persuasive as as Seth was so yeah i think that's that's a yeah it's a it's quite um it's a fascinating point you raised there and kind of in terms of you know, something you mentioned before about um when you're reading something to yourself what the voice mm. inside your head sounds like as to as opposed to when someone's um narrating it so i think it definitely had a stronger impact because Seth is really charismatic mm. and you can tell he really believes in, in what he's saying in the book as well. Yeah, no, that's really good. Yeah, what's your next one? Yeah, so my next one, um, again, it's my last kind of uh, childhood one. And again, it's because it's something different about audio that I really loved, as well as really loving the stories. So it's the audio adaptations of the His Dark Material series, which is obviously now also got its own TV adaptation Yeah. Um, after the film and stuff. So it's unabridged. But it's dramatised, so it's got a different actor for every single character. Um, and I'm pretty sure the only abridging is the occasional, like, he sheds, he said, she said, that isn't necessary when you can hear them. So, yeah, and the narration part is done by Philip Pullman and himself. I just think that is brilliant. It's the first time I've come across that. All other audiobooks that I've listened to up until that point were, you know, narrated by one person who would often do, you know, great voices for different characters, but they weren't actually different people. And that one was, and I just think it's brilliant. It is kind of, you know, everything you can want from a TV adaptation, including the amazing length of time that means it can be just like what the book is, and yeah. just doesn't have the visuals, but then you can build those in your head because of how good all the acting is and stuff like that. So yeah, I also love it as an amazing story, but I mean, we'll spend way too long if I go analysing all three books yeah. in that series. Yeah. But um, yeah. But yeah, and I was disappointed actually that therefore the new ones, so for the, the Book of Dust, that they didn't do the same thing. And I can see why, because obviously it's got to be quite expensive to hire that many different people and get Philip Pullman to be doing all the reading. Yeah. But, I, but I was disappointed because of how much of an impact those those first three had on me by being in that format like that. That's um, it's quite interesting that that choice. It kind of reminds me of the BBC radio adaptations of some of like Terry Pratchett's yeah. books, mm-hmm. where they've got kind of this. It's almost a full cost, but a lot of those ones have been really really abridged yes so yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's having an unabridged almost mm-hmm. audio play adaptation of a of a of a book sounds that yeah. sounds like something I'd, I'd actually i haven't listened to those audio books i've read the books like a yeah really 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 long time ago mm-hmm. fantastic book so it's, maybe that's something that i'm probably gonna have to add to yeah you definitely should i always recommend when people ask for audiobook recommendation or they talk about his dark materials i'm always have you listened to, to the yeah. materials audiobook? Because you need to. Yeah, it's is really really good. But don't get don't get too disappointed about the fact that the Lyra character and then the Will character do change between books. Like they have different actors, and I remember that really annoying me when I when I first yeah. listened. But when you get when you get a little bit into each book, you just go, okay, you you can be Lyra. That's all right. Well, I'll let you be Lyra this time. <laughs> okay, yeah. that sounds um sounds like fantastic fantastic choice so my next one is talk to me by dean nelson and it's narrated by michael david axtell and this is 
I think the blurb really kind of describes what the book is about. It's about how to ask better questions. So when I was initially starting in Constant, I wanted to understand how to, when I was interviewing someone, how to be better prepared and how to actually get the most out, out of the interview. And it's the, you know, kind of, it's, it contains a lot of like practical advice about how as a journalist or a podcaster or an interviewer or just as a person in general, if you're having a conversation with someone, how to make that as fluid and as open as possible. So you'll, you'll get, you're, you know, you're able to get, kind of get new information out of them and kind of better understand what their, what their point of view is. There's, you know, it's chock full of really uh, interesting anecdotes about how he approached different interviews or how his students were able to get um, different interviews. And so Dean Nelson, he's a journalist and professor, and he's the founder of the Writers' Symposium by the Sea. And there's there's one anecdote which kind of stuck with me. It's about his one of his students that was um, assigned to approach a family of someone that died in an airplane crash and kind of the way she the way she kind of is able to secure the interview and secure secure the quotes really kind of made me kind of step back and think about how maybe how I approach people so it's it's a you know if anyone's out there thinking about starting your own podcast or worried about job interviews or stuff like this it's a fantastic book to read it's brilliantly narrated by um Michael David Axtell, he kind of he's got enough charisma and um kind of gravitas to really bring kind of a, a real sense of uh, of importance to what's what's being said while making it really accessible at the same time as well so that's you know that's one of the audiobooks I kind of I recommend to anyone that's uh, thinking about starting a podcast or a blog or wanting to go into marketing or anything. I think it's just, it's a really contains a lot of useful transferable lessons that I think everyone would be kind of well, you know, well-versed to kind of, um, kind of try and take on. Wow. Yeah. I think I'll have to add that to my list then and <laughs> help prepare for this and stuff. That sounds really good. Yeah. So uh, what's your, I think, are we on your next choice yeah. now? Yeah. yeah my, my fourth one. Um, so I've not been as diverse with you in that I've gone for uh, all fiction things. Um, but this one's slightly different because it's short stories. So this is not so stories and it's sort of a, a reaction to Kipling's just so stories. Um, so those ones about kind of, you know, how animals got their distinguishing characteristic and um, kind of thing. But obviously Kipling's views are very harmful very outdated various things like that and a lot of them imbued in the text and so for this one i mean the the forward will explain it a lot better than than i can but they've invited um, writers of color to write short stories kind of on that topic as a reaction to that kind of anti-imperial anti-colonial anti-racist stories and they're just they're really really brilliant so you've got some that are kind of retellings or um extensions of some of the original ones in just so stories but then some that are just completely new some that follow the same kind of format of how this animal became like this but then some that are kind of 
modern day about people now um, and things like that. So there's a whole range of stuff. There's some that are really dark and serious. There's some that are quite comedic. It's it's a huge mix. And obviously, you know, everyone's going to have some favourites um, more than others, but they were all really, really good. So, yeah, and they'd also had them narrated by different people, which I thought was really good because with such a variety of voices in the different stories, if it was just read by one person, it wouldn't it wouldn't work. Plus, also, a lot of them are stories from, you know, different places. And therefore, you want to have a voice that's also reflective of that place. Otherwise, that's not going to work and it's not going to fit with what, what the mission is of the book. So I thought that was really good. It's not a separate narrator for every story, but it's a number of different narrators for the different stories. And I thought they were really good. They both made you think and were just very entertaining and great to listen to. So, yes, that's definitely something I'm going to go back to and listen to even more of them. Uh, well, listen to them over again, not even more of them. Um, yeah. So, yes, fully recommend. So my uh, next one, I think it's the first fictional title on my list. I do, I do actually really enjoy listening to um, fiction. I just, I think. <laughs> oh, it wasn't a criticism. Don't year. worry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's no. It's just I, I was just looking at my list and just realised it's um, mostly non-fiction. I do really enjoy listening to fiction. It's just this year, I think, just my, for some reason, a lot of the stuff I've really enjoyed has been non-fiction. So my next one is the. Thief by Megan Whalen Turner. So this is a part of the Queen's Thief series. It's a fantasy series, and these these books are just they're, they're fantastic. The entire um, audiobook series has been really good, and I think I chose this one is that for the reason if if I'd perhaps picked this up in in a library on a, a bookshop, I might not have gotten all the way through it but the the strength of the narration by um by steve west is fantastic so steve west manages this managed manages to uh imbue the the characters with like, a lot of charisma and then he makes them kind of like sound really cool even though they're kind of occasionally some of the dialogue you know in, in fantasy stories especially if it's set kind of a long time ago sometimes the, the, the dialogue can be a little bit Lord of the Ringsy, I don't, I, I don't I know you, if there's yeah. a, a bit of a, yeah. So, but he he manage, manages to kind of um, imbue a lot of charisma, makes all the characters sound really cool. It's the, the story is oh, I can't give too many spoilers into the story. No. Um, okay, so it's it's basically about Jen and this group of. So there's basically three warring countries and two, you know, two people from, from one of the countries are carrying out a, uh, a secret mission to try and steal this artifact that's located in another country. And they, they kidnap this thief, this thief from underneath the palace cells to help them steal, uh, steal this artifact. And that's kind of as far as I'm willing to go mm. into what the plot details yeah. are. It's, you know, all this, you know, every book in the series is fa uh, fantastically written. Every one is it kind of goes off in an unexpected direction. Um, so that's the other thing that I quite enjoyed about the book is kind of with sometimes with uh, sci-fi and fantasy, it can be quite tropey and mm. filled with cliches and you can kind of tell what's going to be happening next. 
Yeah. That's not really, especially after the first book, that's not really the case because you never really know what's, what's going to happen. There's the other thing that I really enjoyed about this is that there's quite light, it's quite light fantasy um, in terms mm. of supernatural elements are very light touch. Yeah. So it's mostly about the, the human drama and mm. the sacrifice and the trauma and kind of the, you know, each character trying to convince another character what the best, best way forward is or trying to undermine them or convince them or threaten them. So that's the other thing that I, I really, really enjoyed about it. It's, yeah, it's kind of an award winning book, fantasy book as well. So that's what another one that I, I really enjoyed as well. So I think that's five for me. Uh, one, two. I'm sure know? I've only done four. Okay. So do you want to do your, um, do you want to do your fifth one? Sure, I will do. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Try and find out which one your fifth one is. <laughs> yeah. Um. So my fifth one was I saw it recommended on a you know a book YouTuber uh, channel specifically in the audiobook format. Um. Yeah. So I thought, yeah, I'll definitely give that a go. So it's um My Name Is Leon by Kit Dewar, and it's read by Lenny Henry, and it is brilliant. It is my kind of one line description of it is it's heartbreaking and heartwarming at the same time. Uh, it, so Leon, this um, the main character, is a young boy and he goes through some really difficult things and people let him down and things let him down but also people are there for him and people help him and it's a it is it's a really really emotional emotional book and i got very nervous listening to it that the the worst was going to happen um and so happy when when it didn't and various things like that i always when it started off i wasn't too sure about it because i always find things where adults are voicing children both when writers write children's voices and when narrators are doing a child's voice I often find that quite uncomfortable I often don't think it fully hits the nail on the head or gets the age right or seems you know sometimes it feels like it's too simplistic or it just doesn't sometimes it just doesn't feel right so when I first listened obviously there's quite a lot of that in the beginning of it and it I wasn't quite sure but I was definitely definitely proven wrong I feel like I'm not explaining it very well, yeah. but partly because I don't want to spoil it a bit yeah. like, like you had, because there's things that happen that when you first start it, you know, you might have on the blurb because the blurb often does spoil the first half of the book, doesn't it? Um, yeah. So you, you might not, but I, I think it's important that you go on that journey with him. But I definitely agree with, you know, this YouTuber who recommended it in the audio because Lenny Henry's reading is, is fantastic and his range of both voices and accents is incredible um you know i did all this talking up his dark materials for having different different actors for the parts but the fact that he does all of those parts and they're so well distinguished and yet so full of their own individualness um is just phenomenal so yes written incredibly and i'm sure if i read it as a book i would also have been you know 
really enthralled by it, really heartbroken and then heartwarmed by it, but definitely glad that I had the audio and would fully recommend the audio to anyone who's interested in it. It is, it is really, really good. It's a hard listen and I wasn't yeah. necessarily in the best place when I started it. <laughs> um, so, but I'm also glad that I had it then, you know, it made, it may have made me feel worse, but I think I, I think it came at the right time for me as well. That sounds like um, a really interesting read. Was it? Was yeah. it? Was the title of the book again? Uh, so my name is Leon. My name is Leon. Okay. So I've I've I found the book that I've I missed off my oh, list. Okay. <laughs> okay. So it's um again it's I think it's uh, quite similar to my name is Leon. Um, mm-hmm. It's educated by Tara Westover as narrated by Julie Whelan, and Tara is it's it's her biography of her and her family and she basically grew up i think if i remember correctly is in in a really hardcore sect of um mormonism mm. so like they you know her family are basically doomsday preppers they live up on this isolated mountain her dad is kind of really suspicious of the United States government. He doesn't enroll them into school. He hasn't got birth certificates mm. for them. So they're basically homeschooled. She's basically and her brothers are basically homeschooled for the first part of their lives. And it's a little bit like Dadland educated kind of made me realize that truth really is stranger than fiction because you know, her family's come out and said some of the allegations made in the book aren't true. But even if some of them are yeah. true. It's just kind of if someone had written this as a story, you would have thought, well, you're going a little bit too far there, mate. That's that's not realistic. It's a really harrowing, hard read at times. It kind of it covers themes of kind of familial abuse, kind of mm. the, you know, this idea of leaving your religion uh, as well is also kind of covered it in the book. And there, there were times where I had to, to stop listening because it was, it was getting just a little bit too upsetting, um, yeah. what was happening. So again, you know, kind of, you know, please be forewarned that there is quite a lot of heavy material in the book. But again, it's kind of, I, I, I don't want to say bittersweet, but you know, along with the horror, there are moments of, um, kind of hope yeah. and, the possibility of a better future and redemption. So that again is, is a really, really powerful story, wonderfully narrated by, by Julia, who really manages to um, capture all the vulnerability and angst and anxiety that um, Tara must have been feeling as she was kind of going through these events in her life. So yeah, that's a, another, another kind of, um, kind of fantastic audio or uh, non-fiction audio book that's on my list as well wow yeah and we did well to sort of finish on two sort of similar ones for round yeah, yeah yeah so yeah so i was just wondering what are you listening to at the moment oh i'm actually between ones at the moment though what i am doing is slightly different so because i'm trying to learn norwegian um oh. and i got this book called short stories in norwegian it's sort of designed for adult learners and i decided i would invest in the audiobook as well because my listening isn't quite as good as my reading 
And so I've been dipping in and out of that one, but I'm currently looking for my next proper, proper one to sit down and listen to. What about you? Uh, do you mind me asking uh, why you, why are you trying to? Why am I trying learn? to learn Norwegian? Would you like the long answer or the short answer? <laughs> um, yeah, I'll blast through. I'll blast through the long answer. Um, yeah. So because it starts very. Rich, I I ended up seeing this like um, I mean in, it wasn't Instagram but it was sort of a, imagine an Instagram sort of photo that was talking about the book publishing culture in Iceland <laughs> where yeah. that's not Norway but we get there yeah. um so yeah and sort of saying about you know it had some facts and figures about the numbers of how big it was but also kind of the culture around it of sort of getting books on Christmas Eve and stuff like that and I really loved it and I even knew back then that I wanted to get into publishing so I ended up then becoming kind of obsessed with with Iceland and I've tried learning Iceland for a while I was learning um Russian as well alongside that um but I, I started trying to learn Icelandic but there's so little out there so I didn't get massively far with it I kind of dipped in dipped out but then last summer my partner's family were going to Norway and they asked if I would like to go with them so I was like, oh, yeah, no, that'd be amazing, obviously. <laughs> like, definitely, yeah. please. And I was like, you know what? I'll do a bit of, because I, I used Duolingo for my Russian. I was like, that's really good. And Norwegian is on there, even though Icelandic isn't. But they're yeah. kind of similar related languages. I'll, I'll give it a go to try and learn a bit before I go. So I did that, and I basically haven't stopped doing it since. I really loved it. I'm dedicating more of my effort into learning that. But then also kind of in tangent with that so it's definitely because of the holiday but a friend of mine from uni is actually from Norway okay. <laughs> um, so it was nice there because a it means that we can talk like that but in both kind of nice for our friendship that we can do something together but then also easier to learn it if I actually have someone to practice with okay. um, so yes it sort of started off as learning Icelandic and then through various different things it's ended up with the learning Norwegian so yeah okay so that's quite interesting because I'm currently applying for a job at a Norwegian company no way at the moment so yeah you know kind of typical European things you know they they, they are asking for like native English speaker yeah English speakers is kind of a, a writing job for a video game company out oh, there wow. so um, that it's gonna be cool. remote but yes yeah, so that's yeah so it's that that's quite um that's quite interesting what am what am I listening to? So I am listening to the audiobook of Shuggy Baines, mm. which was I think it was the Booker Prize winner this year. Yeah. And it's usually when I'm listening to audiobooks, I kind of I put them on and then I'll maybe do something something else and maybe job applications or housework. With this particular one, it kind of it demands your full attention. Mm. If you know what I mean? So you, and yeah, so it's it's um it's been really really good so far. It's a long old book though. It's a yeah. long old book. And I'm not too sure if I'm going to be able to finish it before the the library asks for it back. So oh. it's um I think 16 hours long. Yeah. So it's a long it's a long old book, and I'm about a quarter of the way through, and I've got four days to finish it off. So I'm currently listening to it on kind of two and a half times. Speed, oh yeah, which I think is, yes, which is kind of not I think quite the same experience, but um, not quite the same yeah. experience. But yeah, but the the other thing about you know when you get, I don't know if you do this, but when I'm reading a book, I really enjoy. I do, I've, I don't savor it. I just kind of kind of rush mm. through the lines so I can get to the next bit. So maybe yeah, yeah I, I might need to kind of purchase it and um, yeah, invest listen in. to it at a more leisurely mm. pace. That it kind of 
deserves. Yeah, it's interesting that there was a, a module that I did at, at uni that was about kind of researching readers and various different things. But one of the parts of it, it was talking about kind of when do people speed up and when do they slow down at points with that, which I thought was really quite interesting. But obviously that's kind of physically when you've got the words in front of you as opposed to kind of how you, you speed up the audio. Though I know I definitely did want to speed up My Name is Leon at points to find out <laughs> what was going to happen because I was too yeah. scared. Um, so yeah but also yeah. interesting what you're saying about doing other stuff while you're listening yeah because I I'm this is part of the reason why I'm kind of behind with not currently listening to one at the moment because I try and avoid unless it's something that I've heard before I try and avoid yeah. doing other stuff while I'm doing it because I know my brain will wander so I normally end up trying to sit down and even though I feel like I should be doing something else with my eyes or my hands or something like that I tell myself no because if you're reading a book you'd just be sat here reading the book so it's the same with yeah. audio and but sometimes i need reminding of that but yeah try and yeah. normally try and do it separately that's so interesting how different people do it yeah uh, for me the other thing that i i did especially during early on in lockdown was just put an audio audio book on and just go for a walk for like a couple yeah. of hours yeah and that's also a, quite a good way to um Yes, definitely. I'm to, with you on that one. To, 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 I hate that hate that word, but to consume them, but yes. <laughs> that, that came to mind. But yeah, and then yes, quite a nice way to um, listen to them mm. as well. So we've been going for uh, about forty minutes, so I think that's quite good. Um, yeah, I think so. Okay, guys, so that's kind of the pilot episode done. I hope you enjoy it and. Um, yeah we'll be hopefully doing more of these in the future sounds good okay guys uh let's say bye bye everyone bye